State Champs Nation, Lauren Plant here. Before we get to this podcast, I just wanted to bring you a quick programming note. The State Champs Sports Network is expanding our podcast programming. In order to make it easier for you to listen to the podcast you want to listen to, we wanted to break them all out. You can find each of our podcasts on your favorite podcast platform, from Apple and Google Podcasts to Spotify and so many more. If you're a State Champs super fan, you want to listen to them all, you don't have to to change a thing. We'll still be posting everything in this feed. Now, on with the podcast. Welcome to State Champs Indiana Extra Point Podcast. We are down to 24 teams left playing football in the state of Indiana. We are presented by Lawrence Technological University. Over 100 degree programs offered university consistently ranked one of the best in the Midwest, according to U.S. News and World Report. Find out more at ltu.edu. My name is Greg Rakestraw, joined by Bob Stambazzi. Brother Baz, how you doing today? Yes, peaches and cream. Man, what a weekend. I'm still trying to recover. All right, so this was the weekend. There were, there were a handful of of a big matchups in the sectional round just kind of worked out this year that we didn't have a lot of sectionals where a bunch of teams were ranked. It almost opened things up for a tremendous amount of great matchups. A lot of ando and ando matchups took place in the regional round on primarily Friday. And a couple of those took place on Saturday. I always defer to you to start, and we kind of have the field bracketed. You had a massive 1A game. I had the best team in the state as far as 6A is concerned. Your game was far better than mine, uh, but my game was still fun to watch because the team that won is simply that good and that dominant. So without further ado, we have circled South Adams and Southwood on your calendar and this show's calendar literally since the, key, the season kicked off. Your game did not disappoint. No, sir, didn't, Greg. And let me just say, I got to jump ahead to the, to the uh, second quarter. Why? There were 54 points scored in the second quarter <laughs> alone in this ball game. Uh, we were tied at seven going into the second quarter. And then uh, and Coach Finnegal, the athletic director, he couldn't be there because he was being quarantined. So we were looking for an electrician to make sure the light bill was paid because that scoreboard to turn early and often. But but a game that featured over 900 yards of offense between the two teams. Uh, South Adams uh, is, is a team that has a quarterback, Greg, and I've been around the game a little while, as good as high school quarterback as you're going to see is James Arnold, 6'3", uh, 200 pounds, throws for 400 yards in the first half. To, to just have a great ball game and his receivers of, of Warner and Shock and Stutzman, uh, they ran wild. Southwood had trouble containing him. And I say that, and Southwood put 35 points on the bar because <laughs> Favre was able to get to his receivers in uh, Carson Rich and Dawson Phillip, and they had a pretty good ball game, let me just say. And then it was defensive time, and I'm not really sure either team could spell it. Because uh, it, it was just a slobber knocker. It was up the field, up the field, up the field. And uh, I, I was very impressed uh, with South Adams, the way they attacked the game. Not a great running great game, 
Uh, matter of fact, Arnold came in, you ready for this? Minus 52 yards on the season, the quarterback rushing the football. Oh, by the way, he rushed for 58 yards against Southwood. So I mean, you, you look at things, where was the game won? The game was won really on Southwood's inability to stop that deep throw. South Adams was kind of lined up to have a similar run last year and, and, and did not make it to this point of the season. What's different about this about the Starfires this time around? Confidence. You could see them. They get a swagger, Greg. They come out there. And one thing about this 1A, 1A football team, uh, they started three guys that were under uh, uh, five foot eleven. Everybody else is uh, six foot to six four, and that includes the quarterback and the receivers. When you're sitting there as a defensive back and you're five foot eight and five foot nine, and the receiver you're going up against is six three and six four, it's a nightmare. Oh, by the way, they're also very athletic. But I just think the way they went about business, they came in there. If you'd have watched this team from the time they walked on the field to the final gun, when they walked off the field, it was nothing about but pure business. I, I just, what a good, 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 well-coached program. South Adams, a regional champion for the first time in six years and for the third time in program history, the previous one. My buddies, Jeff and Jason Sword, were the star players for that team back in, in, in 1992. All right, so let's get to the game that I had on Friday night. And we had Warren Central and Center Grove. And Warren Central had already avenged two regular season losses of their five uh, in their sectional championship and beating North Central and then Lawrence North. I knew the odds were stacked against them. And I'm like, you know what? maybe they'll be able to move the football a little better than the last time they played Center Grove. They played Center Grove in week two. It was supposed to be week number one. Warren Central couldn't field a team for week number one, but just through happenstance, didn't work out intentionally this way, but it worked out this way in total. Center Grove was able to literally flip their week one and week two opponents and, and, and play the games in that order. So Warren Central got a game in week number two. Warren Central lost that game at CG 20 to nothing. And while they only had 60-something yards of offense, um, the thought was, hey, defensively, they did as much to hold Center Grove in check as anybody did all season. They, Center Grove did score fewer points one time and a 17-13 uh, victory uh, over Cathedral, obviously the game of the year seemingly in the state of Indiana back in week number nine. So I'm like, all right, I, I don't know if Warren Central can beat Center Grove, but maybe this game will be a little more competitive. You know, 24-7, 28-10, Something along those lines. No, Bob, it wasn't. It was 38 nothing. Uh, this game got to running clock at the midway point of the third quarter. Uh, Center Grove, absolutely fantastic. Carson Steele in his final home game at CG because CG knew it even if they had won. They would be on the road for the semi-state and obviously state champs playing Lucas Oil. So final home game at Ray Skillman Stadium. Carson Steele, three touchdowns, 188 yards. This is a young man that I, I don't think he would have gotten in the in the neighborhood of Charlie Spiegel's, you know, otherworldly record that he set last year at New Pal. But Steele would be much further up the state's all-time rushing chart um, had he not been injured. And he did not make his season debut last year until the regional round. This is where he, he, he played for the first time last season in an upset victory uh, at Warren Central a year ago. Uh, Center Grove was stifling on defense, shutting out Warren Central for a second time this year. 
Uh, Center Grove came into the game as the third best scoring defense uh, in uh, Indiana high school football. The other two wow. in front of them, both of the single A variety, uh, and one of them being South Adams, the team that you saw on Friday night that, you know, Southwood's credit put 35 points up against uh, in that game on Friday night. Center Grove was simply a machine. It's the second time I have seen Center Grove this year. The other time was week eight against Lawrence North when LN jumped out to a 13 nothing lead, took that lead to halftime, had that lead in the third quarter before Center Grove then kind of got the ball rolling, ended up winning that game by 15 points. Friday night was the Center Grove machine at its absolute best. Bob, that game took an hour and 52 minutes. Oh, Again, running clock played a factor. But I, I left that building with much as I had had the entire season with zero doubt in my mind. Center Grove is the best team in 6A, and the team that's closest to them is playing in 5A in Indianapolis Cathedral. That's just that's amazing when you sit there and you've talked about Santa Grove for two years and <laughs> yeah. it's still coming to fruition as you talked about them and it it just doesn't look like anybody is going to be able to stop this juggernaut. Off the top of my head, I think they've got nine uh, Division One players on their team, okay. um, and and those aren't kids that are all graduating this year. Uh, they've got uh, a young man that's going to go to Minnesota, Austin Booker, defensive end. Uh, they got a linebacker in, uh, in, in shot. There are the two shot bros. I'll make sure I get it right, whether it's Jackson or James. Um, that one's going to play at Miami, Ohio. They have a center that's going to play at Illinois State. Uh, you know, Steele, I think, probably a MAC level player. He's got Missouri Valley and Mid American Conference offers, so I'll put him in that Division One caliber as well. Obviously, Caden Curry, uh, that uh, you, you know, could go play for the Jets, you know, if you wanted to next year, uh, <laughs> but, but he's going to be a senior. Uh, he, he literally has offers from every major Division One program: Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Texas, everybody. Um, you know, and, and he was <laughs> he was his ridiculous best uh, again on Friday night at six five and two sixty, and the oh. plays he's made as sophomores and juniors. Oh my goodness! Uh, Taven Jackson didn't need to do their quarterback. Frankly, he's a Division One level quarterback, uh, and and good for him for realizing. He's got a good thing at Center Grove. There are other programs that would showcase his skills more. To Eric Moore's credit, they have modified their wing T offense to allow Tabor to throw the ball a bit more often. But when you're up 21-0, 29-0, you need to throw the ball that much. <laughs> you just run it. So Taven's getting between 10 and 15 attempts a game. They're winning big. Life's happy. And again, they're the heavy favorite as far as 6A is concerned. All right. So with that... I'm literally going to kind of run through scores of all all classes, and Bob, I'm going to give you a chance to jump in at the end of each class and, and tell me what catches your attention. Okay. Maryville Alcart, great games we expected. Maryville wins that one by three. Homestead led early. Westfield then housed them 42 to nine, and Ben Davis knocks off Carmel 27-21. Ben Davis at one point in time this season was two and five. Now they are seven and five. And they get to host Center Grove. And again, Center Grove beat them soundly 35-12. So I'm not sure if we'll see that game more competitive. But this was a young Ben Davis team that got running clocked by Brownsburg in their first game of the season. And then here they are still playing in the semi-state. 
of those 6A scores, Bob, uh, what catches your attention? Well, it's a Maryville and Elkhart. Elkhart goes in undefeated. And, and Maryville, um, remember now, this is Elkhart's first time together yep. as a consolidation up there. And uh, uh, the Lions played really well this season. Maryville gets them late because Elkhart led going down the stretch and Maryville comes back and gets them. But also going back to your, your, uh, your favorite school, Carmel. And <laughs> but, but you look at Ben Davis. Uh, that that kind of surprised me just a little bit that they were able to clip Carmel. Carmel Carmel has had injuries, and when you're the largest school in the state, no one feels sorry for your injuries during the course of the year. Uh, it was amazing how the injuries always happen to the best players on Carmel's team. Oh. Um, and, and so we had them in their sectional opener against Pike. I know their linebacker, Andrew Turby, got hurt. Their leading returning tackler last year in Dominic Hadgen towards ACL in the offseason didn't start playing until week number nine. The quarterback and Zach Osborne went through a couple of different injuries that forced him to leave games during the course of this year. Their highest recruit uh, from a Division I standpoint is their 6'7", 320-pound guard uh, in, in, in Pickett. He's going to go to Duke. I don't think he played in, in that game for Carmel. It was just one of those years where the bounces weren't going their way. But, again, that takes nothing away from Ben Davis, no. who basically graduated – especially on offense defense they brought back some key pieces but on offense they lost virtually everybody from a team that wasn't that far away from being a state finalist last year they got beat by center grove in a very competitive game in the semi-state last year it was almost a brand new offense entirely uh, and it took them all to get things figured out but now it's seven and five they get everything has to go perfectly formally still not, not might not beat center grove but they're Still playing. They have the opportunity. In 5A, Valpo beats Mishawaka. Zionsville surprises Fort Wayne Dwinger. Cathedral blitzes Whiteland. And Castle has little to no problem with Jeffersonville. To me, the obvious outlier is Zionsville beating Dwinger. But again, given the schedule Zionsville plays, that's not overly surprising to me. The other games kind of went as expected. Quick thoughts on 5A, Bob. Real quick, uh, as I said a week ago, it's not the Dwinger team of the past. Still had a great quarterback in Braden Lytle, but I, I really thought Zionsville was going to get them, and Valparaiso did exactly what I thought. This was going to set up, uh, I, I think, a great ball game. other than do you get mileage uh, when you have to travel as far from Zionsville? And Valparaiso? Well, Zionsville is on the northwest side, so <laughs> – Zionsville to Valpo, going to be a little under two hours. Yeah, two hours. It won't be that bad. Um, and uh, and that's going to be a really good game. Um, yeah. But I think if you had told people um, before the beginning season, hey, pick the 5A state championship game, my oh. guess is most would have said Valparaiso Cathedral. And here yeah. we are, you know, kind of lining up to be in that direction. The Class 4A results – Hobart over Logansport, 45-14. The win for Logansport was making the regional round for the first time in 16 years. Marion beats East Noble, 28-20. The Giants were in the semi-state round in the southern half of the bracket two years ago. Now they're in the northern half of the bracket. Ron Colley beats Mount Vernon handily, 35-14. And Mooresville with a field goal at the gun wins on the north side of Evansville. 37-34. 37-34. Again, the, the surprising result is not Ron Cowley beating Mount Vernon, but Ron Cowley beating him by three touchdowns. Yeah, that, that's – that's. I would have to agree with that. I thought that would be a real slobber knocker of a ball game there. Also, I, I'm looking at the Marion game from up here uh, Northway, and, and Marion only threw the ball three times. 
and yeah. they ran it 48 times for 312 yards where there are two running backs in, in uh, Stamps and uh, Silman. But uh, this is a football team that has really uh, been picking up with their defense, Greg, and that's what's kind of led them right now uh, down the stretch. Class 3A, Mishawaka, Marion, Thumps, Calumet, 56 nothing. I think the Indianapolis folks would be surprised that Chittard got as good of a game from Concordia as they did. I know you aren't. Chittard no. won that game 28-18. When I'll kind of that leads me into later in the podcast talking more about that Chittard Marion showdown that again we've all been circling all year long. The two games in the southern half of the bracket three were both played on Saturday. Danville beat uh, beat Sullivan 35-16. That game was 35-nothing at one point in time. Uh, and then Southridge got a three-score lead on Lawrenceburg, just kind of toyed with them, uh, ended up winning, ended up winning that one by a score of 49-28. to 28. Again, I would say the 3A results all went pretty much according to Hoyle. Uh, your thoughts on 3A, Bob? Well, real quick, uh, uh, I, I was not surprised uh, with the effort Concordia put out with Chittard. Right. Concordia has all their players back. I'm going back to what you were alluded to with Carmel with all their injuries. That's what Concordia went through the first four games this season. Gradually got everybody back, and they, they came out very strong. That uh, was a well of a ball game. Mishawaka Marion, is, I know you're going to talk about this next game, but Mishawaka Marion and Chittard, when Marion played last year in the tournament, they had a bunch of uh, starters out with injuries. They're all back now, and I mean they're all back. This is going to be one of the great games uh, in the state this weekend. So in 2A, a lot of folks have signaled, you know, the winner of the Pioneer Andrean game, because that's the game we've all pointed to all year long, was going to win the 2A state championship. They might. I don't think it's going to be all that easy, but Pioneer beats Andrean 24-21. Lures downs Tipton, 36-17. Weibo, and again, this is a completely different Weibo team <laughs> that won the state title the last two years. They beat Heritage Christian, 42-27. And modern day exact some revenge. They went to Triton Central last year, and Triton Central got them in the regional round. Mike Gable's bunch wins this one, 16-6. Again, the headlining matchup from Friday night on 2A was Pioneer beating Andrean. Yeah, no doubt about it. That kind of surprised me, to be quite frank with you. And I was looking at some stats here for Pioneer. They've only uh, thrown uh, for 200 yards this year, thrown right. for 200. But they have ran for almost 4,200 yep. yards. And, but they still build everything on that fast and strong uh, defense they got. And you talk about fast and strong. Uh, we here's a typical lures team, right, Coach? Come into the tournament as you said many times, under 500 because of the sack, and here they come. And this is a very, very athletic Bishop Lures team. You're going to love. Uh, I just I, this is going to be a fun football game. This will be a lot know. of athletes on the football field, Greg. I don't know if Pioneer beats Andran without having played Chesterton and New Haven during a regular season. And I, I agree. And I think that also helps them significantly in terms of getting ready for lures coming up this week. Finally, in Class 1A, Lafayette Central Catholic beats Winnemac 37-32. Obviously, we referenced South Adams over Southwood. Covenant Christian dispatches of South Putnam 48-7. Chuck Sorrell and South Putt had a great year. But again, when Covenant Christian beat Lutheran, that told me that Covenant Christian had, had a special bunch this year. And West Washington gets back to the semi-state round. Obviously, they were there a year ago. When tragedy struck, uh, and they and they then summarily lost head coach Philip Bowsman uh, a day later uh, after uh, uh, 
suffering a stroke uh, on on the Friday night uh, of the championship game on the south side of Indianapolis. This has been a a, a driven bunch, and then some. Was Washington wins thirty six twenty. Quick thoughts on the other three one A matchups, Bob. Well, Lafayette Central Catholic comes in, and, and you sit there and you look at them, and they don't look impressive with the record. But two of those losses were to Tipton. They lost. They played Tipton twice because they had an open date, so they played. Uh, they beat a good Winnemac team. Uh, that game could have went either way. But I tell you what, I, I, I'd love to see, and you, you probably have, but I'd love to see Kevin and Christian because I've seen South Adams. Right now, Seth Adams is, uh, is my pick to click. All right, let's get to our podcast sponsor, our friends at Lawrence and Nalanchua University, located in Southfield, Michigan. They offer 27 teams across 22 sports, track and field, men's volleyball, some of the newest offerings. Nothing quite like being a college athlete. If you've dreamed about it, head over to ltuathletics.com, click the Be Recruited tab on the questionnaire for your sport. The incredible coaching staff will get it. Yes, you can recruit yourself. You can even intern with the State Champ Sports Network team. Your journey begins at ltuathletics.com. So we are down to 12 games left to go. I'm literally going to ask you who you got in each game, and I will respond in kind. Westfield, Maryville, Bob, who you got? Uh, Maryville. I've, I've liked Maryville all year. I'm staying right there. Remember, they got some players in from Hammond, and uh, this is really a good football team. Westfield, uh, and, and again, when Westfield beat Brownsburg, that caught my attention. Uh, Brownsburg got beat by Carmel, who was the second best team in the mix this year. Um, and and that, so that tells me, again, where I think this Westfield team is. Maryville gets the benefit of getting this game at home. But much like I thought Maryville was going to beat Elkhart because Maryville played a better schedule during the year, I have Westfield beating Maryville because I have – Westfield playing a better schedule during the year. And it's quite an accomplishment for Jake Gilbert and the fact that Westfield four years ago won the 5A state championship but knew that enrollment-wise they were heading fully up to 6A. They already had played a largely 6A schedule anyway. But the chance that they have to then be in the, in the state finals in the largest classification four years later is pretty impressive. I think it's going to be a close game. I got Westfield in this one. Center Grove and BD, Coach, who you got? Well, I know you're going to take center growth, so I'll just go ahead and take Ben Davis and keep my fingers and toes crossed that the Giants can come out and play their greatest game maybe in the school history to get this win. All right, so apparently this is a competition, and I'm going to be 2-0 because Center Grove is going to win this game on, on Friday night again. Great job by Jason Simmons and staff to get to this point. I don't see a scenario where that Ben Davis team can beat Center Grove. In 5A, Valparaiso and Zionsville, who you got? I'm going to take the Vikings of Valparaiso. I just think it's been an outstanding program over the years, and they're going to continue. For as good as – again, Zionsville's a better team than the record would indicate. Zionsville does get the benefit of playing at home. I think Valpo's the better team. And, again, Valpo has been there and done that uh, because of being in the state championship game last year. I think it's Valpo that wins this game. Again, low-scoring, close game. Cathedral and Castle. What say you? Got to go with Cathedral. These guys are pretty good. Castle has seen a lot of really good 4A teams because that's the competition they generally play. Uh, And and the teams coming from their sectional or the Castle or the sectional that Castle had faced in in the regional, you could combine them. And I'm not sure they'd be as good as Cathedral. That's how good Cathedral is this year. Cathedral, big. 4A, Marion and Hobart, who you got? 
I get the brickies. Uh, we've talked about Hobart all year long, and I just think this is an outstanding uh, football team, and Osaka has them really playing well, and uh, I just pick them big. I got Hobart as well. Hobart, near, Hobart thought they had made the state finals last year. They, they, they had East Noble beat, and East Noble came from behind to get them. This is the point that Hobart's been pointing to all season long. Hobart wins. Mooresville, Ron Colley, let me interject a personal note here. Go ahead. In my, uh, I, for four years, I was the radio voice of the Ron Colley Rebels. In three of those years, Ron Colley made it the state championship game. In two of those years, uh, they won it. I have a ring from that. Um, and in those two years, Ron Colley and Mooresville played in the regional championship for a very brief period of time. That was a very heated rivalry on the South side. They stopped playing many years ago. Um, and Mooresville went through a period of struggle. What Mike Gillen has done to turn that program around in kind of a final act as a head coach, knowing that he's one of the best to ever do it in the state of Indiana um, is pretty impressive. The game will be at Ron Colley. And we can say this about so many games because of COVID-19 restrictions. There'd be seven, 8,000 people. And there's not seven or 8,000 seats at Ron Colley High School. But they would find a way to ring the joint, those two playing each other on Friday night. So it, it, it stinks that that won't happen. But at the same time, I'm so happy they're going to play. And those are two really good teams. Bob, who you got? I'm going to take Mooresville. I think, I think Ron Colley is an outstanding football team. But I don't know why. I, I sit here and I look at Mooresville and I look at Mooresville and they beat uh, Evansville Central, a really good football team. And I know Ron Colley just beat uh, Mount Vernon, but I'm going Mooresville. I'm going to go home field and say Ron Colley. I, okay. I got friends on both sides. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I feel like I can't lose whoever wins. Um, and, I, and I may end up seeing one of those teams in a state championship game that I get to broadcast. And I would look forward to it in, in, in either direction. If this game was in Mooresville, I'd probably take Mooresville, Bob. Uh, I think it's that close, like a three-point game. Give me Ron Colley to win, say, 17-14, 20-17, another classic postseason game between these two. Chittard and Mishawaka Marion. Again, the fact that, that Fort Wayne Concordia hung with Chittard tells me Mishawaka Marion can hang with Chittard. And, again, that's not, the, that's not a backhand compliment at Concordia. It's, it's that that they, they are – to some degree similar, although Mishawaka Marion has a far better record. In other words, they have played teams above their classification, just like Chittard has all year long and have been successful against them. Who you got up north, Bob? Uh, Mishawaka Marion. Uh, I, I just I think this is their year. Uh, their quarterback is healthy. Uh, their running backs are healthy. Their hogs are healthy. I know Chittard comes in there eleven and one. Great, great schedule. But I just I, I just feel it's Mishawaka Marion's year, and uh, that's who I'm going to pick in this one. I'll go Chittard. Close game. Uh, again, this is a this is a huge benefit that Mishawaka Marion is the home team here that yeah. Chittard has to head up north to play him. Um, I, I, I think, I, again, I, I think the fact that Chittard had to play a close game the week before it helps him. says, okay, hey, business has picked up. We got to be ready to go. Chittard wins, close game. Danville at Southridge, and speaking of teams, you know, moving up, I referenced the fact that Westfield, after winning the 5A title four years ago, could be playing for a 6A crown. Southridge was the 2A champs two years ago. They moved up not on the success factor. They moved up because of enrollment 
And here they are. This is a group from a, from an athlete standpoint that has made multiple state finals in, in football. Uh, they've been close in basketball. They've been there a couple of times and lost in heartbreaking fashion in baseball. That's not without them playing baseball last spring. This is a Southridge team that has a lot of postseason experience. You got Danville, you got Southridge. I'm going to take Danville. Yeah. I, I just think they're on a roll. I know they played a few less games in, uh, than Southridge, yep. but I ju- I'm just going to go Danville. I'm going to go Danville as well in a close game. Uh, and, and Danville's been knocking on the door to get that state final for a long time. They, they've been hanging around. And obviously, Southridge has been there too. Had a chance to kind of eyeball both games on Saturday. I was impressed by both teams. I think Danville's just a touch better. Again, Southridge gets the major kiss of being able to play at home. But I like Danville to win in a close game. Pioneer and Lures. Who you got in two-way, Bob? Lures. Uh, and here's why okay. real quick. Lures 7-6, and six, Pioneer 12-1. and one. You think back to the one loss Pioneer had was to New Haven, who has a lot of team speed. Yep. Hence, Lures. And I don't think Pioneer really likes to throw the ball. Will they be forced into the throw against his defense by Lures? Yes. And that's where Lures will come to shine. I pick Lures to win this game. I'll go with Pioneer. Uh, and again, also a very close game. And the reason you gave was fantastic. If Lures gets in front, we're having a different conversation. Because again, Pioneer is such a, a, a kind of a one-sided group. Um, and, I, and I will say this, and, and let me explain it before I even say it. There are some, when it comes to high school sports, that are very anti-Catholic. I am not one of those people. Um, and maybe I was growing up, uh, and then I had a chance to be around the Ron Colley program. And now I spend some time around the Central Catholic program. And I see um, the way things are done and how well they are done and, and learn, okay, get better. You know, it would kind of be my, my take of those, oh, you have an old Catholic league and things like that. However, if you are of that variety, I want you to know what the final three weeks might look like for Pioneer. They just beaten Andrean. They have a chance to beat Fort Wayne Lures. They could get modern day in the championship game. What a heck of a run that would be to be able to knock off three historically great and former state championship programs if you're Pioneer playing up a class going from 1A to 2A on the success factor. Pioneer close game. Southern game is not Southern at all because it's north of Indianapolis. Evansville modern day is at Western Boone. Who you got? Oh, I'm going to take modern day. It just tradition, the history of modern day. Uh, I, I just got to go with, with modern day. Modern day as well. Again, Weebo the last couple of years, I would have taken Weebo, coach. Uh, it's a different Weebo oh, team. Yeah. The fact they got to this point is tremendous. Uh, honestly, for them, because they got to this round and they won last year, they are heading to 3A next year. They're one of a couple of teams that knows they're already bumping up. Chittard is in that group uh, that will bump up next year as well. Central Catholic will do the same. Uh, Chittard to four. We vote to three. CC to two. Uh, but Modern Day will win this one and, and get back to a championship game. For the first time since I think playing Rensselaer Central in 2014 or 2015, I should know I had that game uh, back then on TV. Finally, in Class 1A, South Adams is at CC. Kevin at Christian has to find where West Washington is. I grew up down there. I can tell him it's a ways from the west side of Indianapolis, north end of 1A. Who you got? 
Well, I'm going to take uh, South Adams. It's a no-brainer. Uh, like I said, uh, this team is as good as high school football teams I've seen a while in 1A. I know we, I'm not dismissing Pioneer in the past, but this is really an exceptional football team. I'm going to go with South Adams as well. Uh, I met, last year, I thought CC's run would stop here, and they won a state championship. Uh, and I'm friends with head coach Brian Day and, and even closer friends with his dad, Joe. Um, I, again, I don't think this CC team is last year's CC team. They just don't have the same level of athletes. I think South Adams is on a mission, and I think South Adams will make it in, in the final 1A match. Covenant Christian and West Washington, who you got? Covenant Christian, they're just playing some great football right now, and uh, uh, I, I'm really excited to see them. West Washington. And, and again, I, I, I think knowing that that group is playing for something greater than themselves – knowing they're unified by the tragic passing and an all too young of an age of their head coach and coach Bowsman and knowing the game is at home, that it's a long drive for Covenant Christian and Covenant Christian has not made it. And they're such a young, they've only been playing football for a decade or so at, at, at Covenant Christian. Um, given the fact that, that, that those factors all kind of tumble into West Washington's favor. If you ask me who the better team is, Bob, I agree with you. It's Covenant Christian. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with West Washington. Again, I, I, I think there's something greater than football uh, that, that's powering the Senators trying to get to Lucas Oil Stadium. My friend, it is a pleasure each and every week. From a football standpoint, we've got two more of these before we then transition to basketball in the month of December. Stay safe. Stay healthy. I'll talk to you next week. All right, my friend. Have a great week. For Bob Stambazzi and Wes Wolf behind the scenes, this is Greg Rakestraw. Thank you for joining us for the State Champs Indiana Extra Point podcast, and it's presented by Lawrence Technological University.